0: We've certainly been afflicted by the ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. For the first time in over a 100 years, the House of Representatives hasn't been able to elect a Speaker of the House on the first vote, not even on the first day, not even after three votes, not even after more votes. And the second day, the saga goes on. It's a drama in Washington, D.C., and the news media, and those of us who follow politics. Since the speaker is, after all, the second in line to the presidency after the vice president, foreign capitals are likely to be following it closely also. It doesn't reach the level of political complexity in Israel or in Italy, but then they aren't the most powerful country in the world, militarily and economically. I'm not sure how closely it's being followed here in middle America, here in Southwestern Illinois and across the Mississippi river from St. Louis. The topic is more likely the balmy 69 degree temperature on the third day of January or that three young Hispanic men were murdered in less than 24 hours in the normally quiet suburban town of Collinsville, Illinois population of 25,000, where most police calls are for drunk drivers or the occasional shoplifter. Gasoline is back down to just over $3 a gallon from its summer high of nearly $5 a gallon. But eggs are $5 a dozen, up from a buck and a quarter. So grocery grumbling now more than gas station grumbling. Women cross over the interstate highway bridges from Missouri to get legal abortions in Illinois, while drivers of both sexes cross the opposite way to get cheap gasoline. Gas is anywhere from 30 to 50 cents a gallon cheaper on the Missouri side, due largely to higher Illinois gas taxes. So Illinois residents complain about the higher gas taxes, but forget that Missouri residents pay personal property tax on their motor vehicles, while Illinoisans don't. Now, none of these issues depend on who is elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. Nor will that election have a direct impact on how many acres will get planted in soybeans and how many in corn this spring. I guess one could argue that there will be an indirect impact due to differing trade policies or differing agricultural subsidy policies between potential speakers uh, and their political parties, and, of course, the congressman the speaker selects to serve on the House Agricultural Committee. But that's a pretty long way from the decision-making process that the farmers I know will use to guess where commodity prices will go and which crop will make the more money. Most grocery shoppers would say they missed the bet. That is, the farmers missed the bet and should have gone with chickens last year. But then you can't shift from corn and soybeans to chickens like you can from corn to beans or even winter wheat. Driving back to Belleville from Carbondale this weekend, we drove past a billboard advertising a $5,000 sign-on bonus for experienced coal miners. First time I've ever seen such a sign. Coal mining employment in Illinois, largely Southern Illinois, has dropped from 100,000 miners during World War II to 35,000 miners in 1980 to about 2,700 in 2019. So the coal mining industry blames the environmentalists for that loss, while the environmentalists and Democrats But it is, of course, far more complicated. There's increased mechanization. There's less steel being made in the U.S., which uses a whole lot of coal. There are power plants moving to cheaper natural gas, which is due to the fracking that the environmentalists hate also. And of course, the election of a Speaker of the House of Representatives, whether a Republican or a Democrat has really no impact on those long-term economic and industrial trends. Oh, the Republicans will rant that they're going to save coal mining jobs by stopping pollution control regulations, while the Democrats will counter that they're protecting the environment and lives and health by pollution regulations, all while they're growing clean energy jobs in solar and wind generation. The truth of the matter is that both parties are just riding the waves, not controlling them. Oh, the coal mining corporations will give money to the Republicans, and the solar folks will give money to Democrats, each in an attempt to influence policy and support the politicians they view as supporting their industry. The truth of the matter is that energy supply companies are market-driven. They supply power that they can generate the cheapest. So they can make the greatest profit, whether it's power provided by burning coal, oil, natural gas, or from wind turbines or solar panels or hydroelectric dams. Coal mines were subsidized in the 19th century with cheap immigrant labor and strike breaking. The auto industry was subsidized in the 20th century with road building, parking lots and tax breaks for the oil industry. Today, we subsidize the solar industry and windmills with tax breaks, all in the ethanol industry with incentives, and not to mention those electric car tax credits. In the 19th century, we subsidized railroads and barge canals and mass education, all of which helped build the economic engine that is the largest in the world. None of which could have happened without legislation. Legislation cannot be enacted without a Speaker of the House because Congress, according to the Constitution, can take no other action until a Speaker is elected. So, yeah, maybe electing a Speaker is important. Maybe, just maybe, those 20 Republicans who are throwing a tantrum until they get their way need to think about the good of the country, the whole country, not just their pet peeves. This is Bill Inyard with Reflections from the River. You can find these podcasts at www.billinyard.com. That's B-I-L-L-E-N-Y-A-R-T.com. And you can email me at bill at Audio production today by Tom Calhoun at www.paguytom.com. Thanks for listening.